welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Yes, on today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 14 of 7th Heaven. The title is Hot Pants, and the German title is Dream Women. Our IMDb user synopsis is, The next Valentine's Day, Robbie prepared a surprise for Joy... Mary meanly supposes the hotel she overheard him contacting by phone means another sex trap. Joy, who assumed the butler to be away like her father really is, isn't discouraged, but bitterly claims Robbie doesn't love her truly because he refuses to risk getting intimate. Matt contacts all his true lovers, wondering why he never stayed hooked up. Lucy again assumes Jeremy, who is back in town and double-dating with Mike, wants her back and pretends to have a date. Mary is shocked to see Wilson moved back and goes steady with her former school friend, Corey Conway. Simon gets permission to let his hot senior date, Maria, help babysit and gets her cute kid brother, Jake, to spare Ruthie dateless embarrassment. So we don't need to do anything to cover the episode because because that was it. Right. That was not a synopsis. Um, So what was your first impression of this episode? I had a couple of impressions, actually. One is, uh, did they do it again? Because in... Season 5, episode 14 was also the Valentine's Day episode where we're like, oh, February 14th. And now it's season 6, episode 14. And again, it's the Valentine's Day episode. So I wonder if, like, they've just, like, mapped out that every 14th episode of the season is going to be the Valentine's Day episode. Let I us suppose. Let us see if that's the case. Um, and then my other impression was, this is, I think, one of the first times where I heard recognizable music in the background. I feel like this might also be because... Some of the music isn't copyrighted, so or like something about like copyright or whatever, because um, <clears throat> Amazon doesn't post like whatever copy that Amazon has of Seventh Heaven doesn't have the. Usually, it doesn't have the actual song that played when it aired because for the distribution, they don't pay for the rights to dis- like to have the, the song distributed over and over again. It's only for, like, when that episode airs. Yeah. Um, but this time, I guess they got The Calling and Aaron Carter to be okay with it. Because I actually recognized uh, Wherever You Will Go by The Calling. Well, Aaron Carter was on 7th Heaven. He will be on 7th Heaven uh, in the future. Uh, so. I do not think The Calling will be on 7th Heaven. I don't believe so either. Uh, but, yeah, that was, like, nice. It's, like, a little nostalgic, because I remember the first time I heard of The Calling was, like, back on Fuse, when that was still a thing. I remember the first time I heard Aaron Carter. <laughs> that was the first concert I ever went to, was Aaron Carter. Really? At PNC Bank Arts Center. Wow. In Holmdale, New Jersey. I've n- never seen Aaron Carter in concert. Well, well you're missing out. <laughs> so... Um, so anyway, we'll get into the episode. We'll start with the cold open, as we always do. Um, we have a cold open, uh, where Robbie is on the phone, uh, with a hotel, trying to get the directions to the hotel, and then he's on the phone with Joy, telling her that he has a really big surprise for Valentine's Day. Um, and Mary overhears, and she kind of feels like this is, you know... That Robbie's back to his old ways. And on, these, on the flip side, it's a Valentine's Day, which you know is the twins' birthday. And another reason for... Although it wasn't mentioned at all, really, in this episode. Well, they celebrated the birthday. They cut the cake and stuff. Yeah. But they wasn't, like, outright mentioned. It wasn't like, well, usually I feel like, maybe it was last season, when it's like, nobody can go out on Valentine's Day because it's the twins' birthday. They didn't make, like, a big deal of it. Like, everybody went out and did their own thing. Um, but Annie said that she has a surprise for the Rev, and the Rev takes this to mean, like, something sexy-oriented, because he's like, oh. Um, but that is it for the cold open. 
So we'll start with Matt's storyline. Um, what we're seeing in this, the theme of this episode for Valentine's Day episode is all about like past loves and getting over past loves. Um, except for Simon and Ruthie. <laughs> who don't really have many past loves. loves right. We miss Dina, but... Although I do like this new chick who we'll probably never see again, but, but whatever. Yeah, that's good to, <laughs> good to know. So Matt um, kind of walks into the Rev's office uh, and he's like, why can't I keep a girl? I've dated three very great girls, Shauna, Heather, and... Um, Cheryl. Cheryl, but I'm not with any of them. And he's... And, so the Rev's like, maybe talk to them about why you guys broke up. So for the entirety of the episode, the Matt is, like, chasing after his exes. First he goes to Cheryl's house where she has a date. And he's like, you could be the one. And she's like, I'm not the one. Yeah, and then he goes to Heather's house where Heather is not there because she's moved to New York. And he talks to her mother. Um, and her mother is like... I'm not going to give you Heather's phone number or something, or he, he does give... No, she, she, she says does she doesn't. She does give him oh, the she, phone eventually, number. eventually, yeah. Yeah, because what happens is, even though he doesn't go in search of Shauna, when he calls the number that Heather's mother gave him, Shauna picks up the phone, and they have a brief discussion about how, well, Shauna's now engaged to Brett. Um, they're getting married next year. Um, and she we find out that... Shauna and Heather are now roommates because Matt's like, I must have the wrong number. Um, but no. <laughs> so that's a, th- that's a thing that only happens in Seventh Heaven universes. Your ex-girlfriends end up being roommates. Shauna actually lays down some wisdom in the episode, though, and it's like something I've been saying a lot for a while, especially with Matt, keeps circling back to the same two women. Um, she says that you need to stop looking for your future in the past because she is so wise. Um, and right, like Matt keeps going back to these failed relationships and it's not going to work. Um, so basically Shauna's like, get over us all. And Matt ends the episode by talking to a Hello Kitty doll and saying, or like a plush or something, saying, I will never have this kind of Valentine's Day ever again. And don't make promises you can't keep, Matt. She wills it to be so. Um... We're going to deal with Simon next. Remember, Simon is grounded for life because of his drunken ex- escapades from the last episode. Um, and But this doesn't stop him from finding love. Um, a girl who is a senior comes up to him, and we're gathering that she's supposed to be, like, hot stuff. Her name is Maria, and she is played by Alana... Austin, who uh, a lot of people will recognize from Motocross, the Disney Channel original movie. The DCOM. Yeah, she is the uh, sister of the boy, like the twin sister of the boy who gets injured and she pretends to be her twin brother. It's great. It's great. You should see it if you haven't. Yeah, and she's great in this episode. All she does is... Make out with Simon. And then like... Spoiler alert. Come to the rescue. Uh, So she's really interested in Simon, wants Simon to take her to the dance. Obviously Simon can't because he's grounded. He's like, I, I will come to your house t- to help you babysit your brothers then. And um, and for some reason, the Rev and Annie permit this. I think it's just, though, because the Rev is, like, too worried about the sex surprise. So he's like, yeah, yeah, Simon, do whatever you want. Yeah, I guess, I guess they're, they're both apparently in a good mood. Maria comes over and immediately pounces. She l- actually pounces on top of him. Um, they make out a lot. There's, like, a funny scene where the twins are watching them make out and... It's like, not, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, it's actually a little strange. Um, So they just pretty much make out until the end when 
so this ties in. Ruthie has a very sh- brief storyline here. At the beginning of the episode, she doesn't want to go to school. We don't know why. Uh, Annie lets her stay home from school, and we find out later on that the reason that she didn't want to go to school is because she was invited to some Valentine's Day party of a classmate, and she asked this boy, Frank, who then ended up going with the host of the party. He, like, broke off their date. So well, I thought it was because, like, Kim's, Kim dared her, to, uh, dared Ruthie to ask Frank, but Kim was taking Frank already. So Frank said yes, but as, like, a ploy to... Oh, to just, like, make fun of her. Right. Aw. Because, like, they're like, oh, Ruthie can't get a date, and Ruthie doesn't want to go to the dance without, or the party or whatever without a date. So she's expressing this to Simon because she's like, nobody even cares. Nobody, like, cares that I was, like, miserable all day. So she tells this story to Simon, and Simon is like, okay, well, I'll take you to the party. And she's like, no, you don't get it. The point is I don't want to go without a date. And Maria to the rescue because she has a younger brother, Jake, who is around Ruthie's age, who she, who Ruthie can take to the party. So this ends in a very, very romantic scene in the, in the basement of Kim, (laughs) basement de Kim. Um, and they're listening to Aaron Carter's I'm all about you. And there's slow dancing. And Kim is like, first she makes fun of Ruthie because she's like, you brought your brother to the, as your date or whatever. And she's like, no, he just brought me here. And then Jake comes out from behind the the curtain. And, <laughs> and I'm making this up. <laughs> this is, um, and they start dancing, slow dancing. It's very oh, precious. Doesn't, doesn't Kim at one point be like, this isn't a dance party or something? Yeah, Kim is like, oh, this isn't a dance. And Ruthie's like, whatever. We don't care I'm what gonna you have dance. to say. Yeah. Um, that was actually Simon or, or uh, Maria who's like, who no one cares what you have to say. And it's <laughs> like, like high school students. He's high school students bullying the elementary <laughs> school students. I would like to say um, something right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, I can't, can you pause it? I can't remember. And we're back. <laughs> I'm sorry, I remembered. Um, so Aaron mentioned at the beginning of the storyline that um, Ruthie didn't want to go to school, so Annie said that was okay. And I guess I have just a question out for our listeners, because did you ever get a chance to just, like, if you weren't just feeling up to going to school, not like you were sick or anything, but you were just like, eh, don't want to go today, were your parents just like, that's cool, because that never happened to me. I mean, also, I never not wanted to go to school, but that's because I'm a freak. I think when I was like a senior in high school, I was like able to do that a few times, but it was just because like there was nothing, like towards the end of the year, my parents knew nothing was going on. Like at sc- <laughs> I wasn't missing anything. So I don't think I, I like actually genuinely, genuinely never wanted to miss school. Cause that was like the most, like my social interaction for the day, oh. uh, you know, peaking in high school. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, um, we'll move on to a brief uh, adult time with R- the Rev and Annie. Uh, as as we've said many times, we don't really pay attention to these storylines. Well, at least I don't. They're not it's that pretty, interesting. Yeah, it's pretty boring. So the Rev thinking that the sex is the sex is going to be the surprise. The surprise is going to be sex. Um, is doing up some light reading to get his sexy on. He reads, I wish he had been reading the Kama Sutra. <laughs> he read 214 ways to say I love you. Then he read passionate marriages and then he read kosher Kosher sex sex. and he decides from reading this that the way to do this the way to best amp up to the surprise is some phone sex so he calls up and i'm not even like fucking joking here it's like the actual truth yes he calls up and the first thing he says to annie is what are you wearing (laughs) annie doesn't get it he's um, like i'm wearing a sweater because she's never seen anything (laughs) she's never seen this game played before apparently 
Um, and then he's like, why don't you take it off? And she's like, no, I'm cold. Um, yeah, it's a, it, I, th- I think it was supposed to be funny. It, it kind of fell flat uh, on its yeah. face. Um, fast forward to the actual surprise. Um, Annie reveals that she's been taking hormones. Um, and the Rev is like, oh, that's great that you would do that for me. And Annie's like, I'm doing it for myself. But the Rev kind of, like, talks over her. It's like, you know, I'm so glad because I've been, I I saw in, like, the last couple of weeks things have changed. You're, like, easier to live with. Kind of, like, putting his foot in his mouth. And then Annie does a great thing. And dumps her glass of wine on his head. And I want to say it's red wine. It's not even white wine. It's red wine. It is red red wine. wine. Yeah. Do you know how hard that is to get out? Difficult. I don't drink red wine, so I have no idea. Um, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, like, at by the end, they, not I think, I know, they end up apologizing, apologizing to each other, like, oh, you're right, I have been difficult. I just, like, it felt bad hearing that I had, I didn't, like, I thought back to how horrible Lee I treated you. And he was like, I shouldn't have said those things. I love you. I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... So, yeah, good for them. Robbie is back this episode. Finally. Yes. Um, I was like, oh, I miss Robbie. But then I remembered that I don't miss Robbie because I don't really like Joy. Yeah, Joy is... I, I like Robbie, don't like Joy. I'm on that, that team. Yeah. Um, so, as we mentioned before, Robbie has a hotel surprise. And Mary's instinct is that it's going to be the same thing that happened to her where she took... Like, he took her to a motel. So she, like, tries to stop Robbie, and Robbie takes this as a you're not over me kind of thing. Now, I don't know if that's exactly what Mary's, like, intent is about stopping him. I don't know if it's, like, more so to be, like, that you can't do this because it's wrong, or more so, like, you can't do this because I want you to do it with me. (laughs) I don't know which one it is. They don't really establish that. Uh, But Robbie basically says the same thing that Shauna says to Matt, which is, um, you can't, like, you're my, you're my past, joy is my future kind of thing. Um, and in an effort to, like, because it didn't work with Robbie, Mary goes and talks to Joy. It's like, she, and he, she basically tells Joy, look, he did the same thing with me two years ago, with, took me to a motel and tried to have sex with me, just warning you. Yeah. But this warning does not work, because Joy tells Robbie, and they're still gonna do whatever they're gonna do. Um, so Mary's kind of, like, thrown for a loop. And when we get to Joy's house where uh, Robbie is there with, like, a bouquet of roses, Joy surprises him and says, we don't need to go to a hotel because my house is empty. My parents trust me enough to have you here when there's nobody here. The butler's gone. And I'm not ready to have sex with you, but I am ready to do other things. Uh, so let's see where the night takes us. Yeah. Um, so... Then Robbie's like, I don't trust myself. Um, I, I don't want to. Yeah, he's I, like, I think if we just start making out and see where it goes, I, I don't trust that I'll be able to stop myself and blah, blah, blah. And Joey gets really upset because she's like, oh, you look, you lived with Cheryl. You wanted to have sex with Mary. And now you like what, you know, what's wrong with me? Basically, you won't even make out with me. Yeah. Um, and then the butler, well, he... The butler, yeah, so Cher, nope, Joy, locks herself in the bathroom, and Robbie's like, 
come on, I didn't mean it like that. Right, you don't understand. Like, and he basically says the thing where if we start, we won't stop. And I know, and you clearly don't aren't ready, and I don't think I'm ready, and I and love I you res- too much. Yeah, I love you, I respect you, blah, blah, blah. And the butler, um, who was supposed to be out of town visiting his sister, comes in and he's like, I forgot something. And then this is supposed to be a joke. He's like, I forgot how much I hate my sister's children. Oh, my God. So he's back early from his trip because his sister, his his nieces and nephews are um, insufferable. Um, So the butler's like, I heard everything. And you're in trouble now, mister, um, because I work for, I don't know, Mr. Reyes and... Um, you you can't touch it like the hair on Joy's head. And anyway, they somehow come to an agreement where the butler's like, "Never mind, I'm not going to tell anyone what I heard." Um, I <laughs> wasn't really paying attention. It was just basically, you know, like he walked in on the wrong part of the apology. Yeah, thought that Joy uh, that Robbie had done something to Joy that Robbie clearly hadn't. Once the misunderstanding was done, Robbie could finally actually show uh, Joy what the real surprise was, and the real surprise is that uh, Robbie wanted Joy to meet his mother. And this is the first girl he's ever introduced to his mother, so you know what's serious. And that's what real love is. Introdu- yeah, introducing your, your mother. I mean, like that's, like, that's the thing, right? That like you, Your family, yeah, you bring your family into it, and then it's like, oh. You know, like the girl you take home to mom or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> that's what that, like, the thing like the the goal the ideal and we find out that actually Robbie's mother is sick and that he's gonna be spending a lot more time in Florida um but we don't really know what's wrong with her yeah he was like we don't really we don't find out what her like diagnosis is and we don't find he's just like oh the doctors don't it seems like they still don't even know like how bad it is so he he thinks he might have to be going to Florida more but yeah, so that's, like, you know, a momentous step in their relationship. Some, you know, love hijinks. No real damage whatsoever. Yeah. And we'll so. move on to what is arguably, arguably, the, maybe the most entertaining. Oh, I didn't like this storyline. Like, See? I think it was meant to be the most entertaining. Reasonable minds can disagree. Um, <laughs> I feel like the, the most going on was in this story, was in this. So... Lucy and Mary, well, we know that Mary, for the first part of this episode, was occupied with making sure that the whole thing with Robbie was going the way that it should, but um, that didn't work. So Lucy, meanwhile, Lucy on the other side of town at school runs into her ex-fiance, Jeremy. Um, Jeremy is there visiting a friend in music class. In, In the music department. Yeah. And also then, like, pops out the ring box with a ring in it. Um, Lucy, like, obviously thinks it's him proposing to her again, or, like, wanting to get back together, or some, like, something, and he's like, no, I'm here to return the ring to the jeweler so I can get my money back, and she's like, oh, well, in that case, uh, I said I didn't have a date today, so do you want to be my Valentine's Day date? And Jeremy's like, no, I already have someone, I'm meeting them at, um, Eddie, at the pool hall. Yeah, Eddie's. Eddie's Eddie's pool pool hall. Um, so this obviously Lucy's got the, the wheels turning and she's like, oh, he's definitely going on a date. I need to go and see who he's dating now. Um, so her grand plan, she thinks she's like stealthy, like a cat or something. That's exactly what she says. Yeah. Um, she tells Mary, okay, we're going to the pool hall. 
and we're going to stalk Jeremy and he'll never even know. But of course, the pool hole is not that big. So of course he sees her. And um, then she makes up this lie for some reason where she's like, oh, Mary and I are just waiting for our dates. They, of course, have no dates. Uh, and then Mike shows up. Mike, who is newly blonde? I feel like this is new. No, he was already blonde. Was he he blonde? was blonde. He just cut his hair, and now it's spiky. Oh, it's a new haircut. My bad. New haircut. Um, Mike's new haircut. And Mike is apparently also waiting for his date. And once the dates arrive, uh, we realize that they're both really tall. Taller than the men in their, like, their counterparts. Oh, yeah. Mike is really short. But, like, that girl is tall. The other girl is taller than Jeremy, too. Jeremy's pretty short, too, I'm assuming. I guess, yeah. But, well, like, Beverly Mitchell isn't that tall, so... So, I guess uh, she's dating guys that yeah. aren't that tall. Either. That makes sense. Um, but they're, like... Um, Mar- Lucy describes them as supermodels. And so she's, like, kind of stuck waiting and, like, before this fake date who's never going to show up. Um, on the other side of the pool hall where Mary's, like, happily drinking some soda... Uh, at the bar, she runs. Uh, she sees Corey. If you guys remember who Corey is, uh, that is the single mother basketball player um, who won that award. And everybody didn't want her to win the award because she was, she was a, a single mother and it was a big secret. But then she was also part of the vandalization thing. But we don't know what happened to her. But we know that she was in the east, like went to the east coast for school. Yeah. Um, she comes down, it's like, oh, actually, I'm here for a date, I meant to tell you, and, we, like, because it's, like, somebody that Mary knows, and anybody take a wild guess who it is? It's Wilson! So the single, single parents found each other. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> Apparently, um, a month after Mary left, <laughs> Wilson lost his job at the office, um, we still don't know what his job was. He was just moving, fi- like, by- <laughs> excuse me, boxes of files around and looking in file cabinets and opening up manila folders. It was all very official. He worked at the office. That's what I feel like at work. <laughs> and apparently, and Billy was missing his grandparents, so they were moving back to Glen Oak. And, uh, like, they, Billy and Wilson ran into Corey and her daughter, uh, on the plane to Glen Oak, and then their romance began. It just began to blossom. Back in December. So they've been dating, and it's clearly going really well because they're already letting, like, Billy, and I don't remember her, the daughter's name, Daisy? Yeah, I don't know. It's a flower. Wasn't it a flower? Lily? Sunflower. <laughs> I think it would be, like, Daisy. I feel like, I feel like her name was Daisy. Anyway, they're talking about how Billy and... Um, the daughter. The daughter are kind of like brother and sister already, so... They've grown close. Wilson and uh, Corey are growing closer every day. Yeah. So everybody's having a miserable Valentine's Day because they're all running into their exes. Um, Mary goes to the bathroom, is quite upset. She's crying. Lucy and Jeremy get into a fight because Jeremy's like, admit the truth. You were here spying on me because you're a psycho. And Lucy's like, no, I'm here waiting for my date. Mike's like, well, call your date then, because this is getting a bit weird. And she's like, I'm leaving to go to the bathroom and wait for him there, because she doesn't want to admit. And like she's and that like she, she was wrong in this. And she's like, oh, maybe the, like maybe it's because of your pothead parents. And Jeremy was like, don't don't say shit about my parents. <laughs> it's like I will. Maybe they're to blame for our like crumpled engagement. And then he's like, the person to blame is you. So yeah. they went back and forth at each other. Um, and Mary and Lucy were in the bathroom, 
like talking about their boat, like their personal failures in life. Yeah. And Lucy is like, we can't leave because if we leave, they'll know, like Jeremy will know that I was never waiting for a date. And she's like, okay, so we're just going to hide in the bathroom for the rest of the night. Um, When they finally emerge from the bathroom, it's when they're playing that song by The Calling, um, Wherever You Will Go. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and everybody at the pool hall is slow dancing. And of course, Mary and Lucy are looking on uh, longingly. Um, And they make a little joke. Okay, to go to run with our thing from last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lucy is like, no Mary, goes, no, Mary goes, you better not ask me to dance. And Lucy's like, you're not my type. So there it is. Our so dreams did, dashed. Yeah, I was, but maybe in my universe when I write the fanfic. Um, well, you'll have to make them stepsisters first or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a big market, so. <laughs> Sorry. Let's not get I, into that. <laughs> Jeez. All um, right. But basically concludes kind of the same way Matt's storyline does, where he realizes, like, we're torturing ourselves doing this. We shouldn't have, like looked into the or like this shouldn't be happening they're happy we're miserable let's just deal with it and they kind of leave and that's the end so kind of like a you know a pretty on nothing was really resolved on on the valentine's day episode i'd say yeah everybody's miserable yeah that's that's pretty accurate um what would you give this episode of non-love i don't know why it's called hot pants (laughs) why is it called hot pants uh, probably because of joy. But that should have been, like, s- episodes ago. Yeah, I guess it should have been when she wore her hot pants. But anyway, um, yeah, 3.5. For this episode? Yeah. Um, I think, I think I'm going to agree with you again. Uh, give you give it a 3.5 as well. Um, stealing my ratings. I am stealing your ra- ratings. <laughs> Watch me steal your girl. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> anyway. Um, Great minds. Think not alike. Uh, so we will be back with another episode, as we always are, on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Um, and you can listen to this episode and any episodes uh, on the Apple iTunes podcast app, uh, searching for us on Stitcher or on SoundCloud.com slash CampingCast. We are also available on multiple social media platforms, Facebook.com slash CampingCast, and on Twitter and Instagram at Camden Cast show. I'm Tandy. I'm Aaron. This is Camden Cast. <laughs> <laughs>